Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good middle of the night. Can't fall asleep or awake for no reason. I am Joyce Lau, your host of today's podcast. I don't know, is that how I should start it? I don't I don't know if I like that or not. I don't I don't know if that sounds right. I don't <laughs> I do like my good morning, good day, good night spiel, but we'll see. Anyways, it's me. You know me. Um, as you can tell by the title of the podcast, we're talking friendship part two. If you haven't listened to part one, I would recommend listening to that first, even though I didn't necessarily make these points in order. So if you don't listen to them in order, it's not a big deal, but would still recommend listening to that one first, just because I do some follow-ups in this uh, segment. All right. So today, something I really had that has been on the forefront of my mind as far as building, maintaining, continuing, changing, growing, starting friendships I really can't say too much about starting friendships. I honestly haven't started too many friendships in the past couple of years, unless you would consider coworker friendships. I don't know. I don't know if I want to dive into all of that. So if you're looking for a space to hear about how to make new friends, I'm pretty much not the person for that because any friends that I've really made are through other friends or because of circumstance such as I met people at work or... Yeah, those are pretty much the only two ways I've met new people in the past three years. So I want to talk through three more points today since we talked about three points last time. And the first point that I want to bring up is being relevant to your friendships. And it's so hard because I think when I start talking about all of these things, it sounds like I'm really mincing my words or overthinking a lot of things. I do believe there is thought that needs to go into conversation in friendships. Um, I'm definitely someone who shoots from the hip and can talk all day long. And so I won't necessarily say I'm censored and filtered in that way. But I do think there is a level of tact that you need to carry depending on the friendship. And just to give some more concrete examples, for I think a big one is romantic relationships. Kind of being able to navigate that in the most appropriate way will depend on the person that you're talking to. For example, I'm someone who I know personally, whether I'm in a relationship or not in a relationship, I try really hard to see Or I don't really try really hard, actually. I think it just kind of comes naturally that I can still talk and listen about relationships and it doesn't bother me. But I do know some people that romantic relationships are sensitive. For example, if someone has just gone through a breakup, maybe it's not the best time for you to talk about your great dating experience right now. Like, that just doesn't match up. Or if someone is struggling as a single person, which I have before too, that's also not the best time to talk about how you're maybe it's not the best time to talk about your relationship either way. Those are kind of watery examples that I'm not necessarily explaining well, but it's a whole matter of know your audience. For example, I was talking to a really good friend of mine one time. I remember this very clearly because we were walking through Ikea. And this is when I was single. And my friend mentioned was talking about some other lady lady that we knew. And she was like, dude, she's 35 and she's dating this dude. But I don't get why they don't get married already. Like she's like, you're already 35. Like, come on with it. And I straight up called her out and I was like, dude, 
that's the track that I could be on. Like, as a person who's single right now, like, that could very well be me. And I hope that if I'm ever, ever in a situation and I ever just, like, feel like dating someone, I don't necessarily feel like marrying them, that you'd be supportive of me and not be throwing me under the bus like that. And I'm glad that me and her were good enough friends for her to get that and kind of for it to click. And it didn't cause any, like, animosity or friction between us, mainly because basically be able to call around be like dude that's not cool and think about who you're talking to like if you were talking to another person that was happily married and they were 28 or 30 whatever you can have that conversation I guess but hello like I'm that's not gonna click with me if I'm not in that place and I'm potentially going to be down the trail that you are complaining or like talking crap about this other person so I would just say be sensitive towards that and I do have friends where I feel like sometimes it's a little bit uneven like I won't be in a relationship they will be they want to talk about all their relationship problems or joys and I'm single and on the flip side when they're in a you know when they're um when I'm whatever what did I say what was my example um kind of flip side it doesn't work the same like they would not be happy if I was like going about my relationship and they were single and yeah it kind of sucks I'm just like "Eh, maybe that's uneven but it doesn't bother me I don't know it's just like not being bothered by things and just trying really like being really cognizant and that's not even trying hard I would I keep using that phrase but it's really not trying hard it's just being aware and cognizant of where people are in their lives and what they would be sensitive to and not sensitive to and that goes along with family conversations too sometimes I do feel guilty because I seemingly have a really great relationship with my family and like of course a lot of the things that I share are like funny stories or like good stories about how my family has had good conversations but I'm just also not someone who necessarily wants to or feels the needs to share about my family relationships that are not great And that's not me hiding anything. It's just I don't feel like sharing it. And so I do understand that maybe sometimes when I share those stories of like that are really funny or like encouraging to me or my parents just being great, it can be discouraging to a lot of my friends who don't have great family lives. So those are just some examples or even like work stuff. Like I – it's a know your audience. Like I would not talk – like I think at one point it was interesting because – I was holding two really different jobs. So I had the corporate job where I could talk to my quote unquote corporate friends about the business world. But then I had my hands on kind of like blue collar job, I guess you could say, where I was getting paid hourly to do manual labor. So I could kind of bridge those two gaps depending on who I was talking to and still tap into the side of me that that connected to them with. But nowadays, I'm not going to talk about corporate business stuff with friends that that doesn't really pertain to I can be I can talk about in broad strokes but I don't I'm not also I'm also not here to bore anybody like run on there's no nothing there for either of us in that conversation you know anyways so my first part was just I think my first point today is knowing your audience um my next point is changing with life changes so prioritizing adjusting accepting different parts of different friendships at different times so because I'm 32 I have a lot of friends that are married I have a lot of friends that are married with children I have a lot of friends that were married and are divorced at this point so I see a lot of different life stages at this point that I didn't necessarily see in my earlier mid-20s and it's really a matter of understanding that each of those stages bring different 
emotions, different time constraints, and different thought processes. Processes? Processes? <laughs> processes? I don't know. Um, to that life stage. And also at this point, some of my friends are rising up really high in the corporate chain and have really awesome jobs and are director level and are like just making moves. And that's like so impressive too. But that also is a different time commitment, a different emotional commitment, a different mental commitment. And so being able to really tap into each of those things and being understanding of them. So I guess for the one that I'm going to say about family is I've had a few friends have babies within the last couple of years and my best friend had a baby just about a year ago and it's so interesting because I think depending on the friend I've had obviously more than one friend that has had a baby they've just their our friendship has been different and I think think originally there is there's always gonna be a little room of like when someone has a baby or gets married or kind of enters another life stage that could even be like moving up the corporate ladder or whatever the in that world or getting a buying a new house or any of these things like when you see big changes and it's kind of like oh it's easy for you to fit yourself into that question and honestly just compare yourself like whoa is that where I should be oh am I behind oh is it how is and then it also comes back to ultimately how is this going to change my relationship with this person and I do think that from what I can tell I don't think marriage changes too much as far as your relationship with the person I mean maybe like time commitment is different because now obviously they're in a marriage they have a time commitment to this person that is their number one commitment in a lot of ways but they can still be have friends I think babies really do change things a lot and this is by no means negative it's more so understanding that when someone has a baby that's just so much in so many ways like your life has a complete shift you are now fully responsible for a live human being you now are really growing your family you have you know, babies are a lifelong thing. It's a lifelong family change, a lifelong life change. And I think part of me um, having friends with babies, I was a little bit sad at first, to be completely honest. I was like, oh no, how is this going to change our friendship? Which I know is a very complicatedly selfish remark. But I also knew that a baby, of course, is going to take up so much of your time, energy, love, thought, all of those things as they should. And I think that's the point that I had to come to a little bit later I was like oh yeah as they should and then when I was able to put that aside and not be frustrated that I wasn't in that you know that I felt like I was behind and I could just see that person's place for where they were instead of where they were relative to me it just brought me so much joy it honestly brought me so much joy and so much relief and it felt like such a big burden was taken off of me. A burden that I had put on myself completely just out of the sheer sake of comparison and maybe jealousy to a certain extent because I felt like some of the love and attention that should go towards me was now going in a different direction. And after being able to really let go of that, I just see my friendships in a whole different light. I don't hold people accountable to what we were before because I just have a whole new level of understanding. And I think I really had to go through that to understand that. There was no preparation for that. I couldn't go into it being 
in my head thinking, oh yeah, this person is going to have a life shift and I'm going to shift right along with it. Just it's going to be a smooth transition. No, it's going to be a little bumpy. It's going to be a little bit tricky. And, you know, I have friends who have moved on to have big life changes that I really don't talk to as much anymore. And that's okay because then when we do talk, I still cherish that friendship. It just looks a little bit different. I don't love that person any less. I don't consider them any less of a friend. I just acknowledge, accept, and really support the changes in their lives. So my second point is really just being able to change with life changes, accepting changes, not putting yourself in the situation of others. The last thing which I, my third point today, uh, where am I? Ooh, balancing your romantic relationships. So I think it's so interesting that I don't know how people necessarily talk with their significant others, but sometimes it's a little bit frustrating when I feel like all uh, the whole convert, I don't know, just like when someone has a significant other, it's a delicate balance of how much that person has talked about, how much you ask about them. I don't know. All of that is like obviously a balance of its own, but I guess in this regard, it's really, hmm. what was my point? I, I wrote balancing with romantic relationships. Oh, okay. The point that I wrote underneath that was letting your significant other in on the no underline. And I didn't know what that meant because I wrote those notes two nights ago. Okay. Regroup, regroup, rewind. Let me start over again. So about your romantic relationship. As I mentioned previously, I've always put my friendships and family pretty much before my significant other. And that's something that I've obviously had to work on and like adjust and not make it so graphically clear that (laughs) if you are dating me, you are low, 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 low on the totem pole. You're a little bit closer to the friends and friendships. So I actually made a diagram one day of all of my really important friendships. It was just like a one sheet of paper. I grouped certain people together. I wrote down like how I know them, what are what are the important qualities of this relationship with this group or person, so and so and so forth. Because I think it's really important to give that full rundown to your significant other. I think it's really important that they know that you have people that you lean on. And honestly, that's so that's going to be so helpful for your relationship. I am not someone, and I guess there are couples that really just hold themselves up with their significant other and that's it. I'm just not that person and I try to make that really clear in all of my relationships that my friendships sustain me so much. And by doing that, it's been helpful because then my significant other is constantly like, oh, have you like talked to so-and-so or oh, you're hanging out with this person? That's great. And they will see the value in that friendship and understand that because 99.99%, okay, I would just say like pretty much 100% of the time after I've hung out with a friend group and then I go back to my significant other, it's always better for me and my significant other because I've been able to talk through a lot of things um with other people that are important I just I'm not someone who can singularly get everything from one person which and I don't think to me that's healthy being able to talk through and get different perspectives from people that I really care about and love just gives me like so much value so sorry I started off this point really wonky because I did not understand what I was writing and I was just reading off of my sheet of paper but today's three points were Knowing your audience, changing with life changes, and letting your relation, romantic relationship in on the no. And the no is that your friendships matter and 
that you will always take the time and energy to feed into them and to make that super clear to your significant other that these things and these relationships are really help you to be a better person, help you be a better boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever you are, and ultimately strengthen all of your other relationships. It's all one big web. Thank you guys for listening and I might do another part. Maybe? Should I? I don't know. I think there's a couple more things I want to talk about. So hope you guys are having a great day and I'll talk to you soon.